Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. You guys ever been walking out with a friend of yours and you come up to someone you don't know and he says, Hi, this is my friend Nicole. She sees visions from the Lord and she's got something she wants to share with you. That, that was kind of what that was. Like, he's got a rap. For, I've actually done that to her, um, but she liked it, so it's, it's good. But my favorite, you're throwing people under the, under the bus. Just raise your hand if I have permission to do it for you, though. Just I want to know who I can't do it. Okay, few people. I know who you are. I get you. And I, I, that's right. You guys are crazy. I love it. Hello. Hello. Good, uh, good morning. Man, I, I got to be real. I really like having everybody in the same room together. Just feels exciting, feels fun, just feel like the charge. Man, I think I laughed for 10 minutes straight during worship. Um, I was inspired by somebody in this section. Um, what's that, you, Anthony? Hallelujah. Man, if you're not feeling happy, at least have people around you that are, right? I mean, come on, let's be real. Like, <laughs> the last thing you need when you're not happy is to be around a bunch of people that are not happy also. Like, we don't need permission to be depressed, okay? Like, we, <laughs> we didn't ask for it to get there anyway. Okay. All right, sorry. That was, that was free. Okay. <laughs> I'm really happy right now. Jesus. Can I pray real quick? It may not be quick, but thank you, Father. And just, just bow your heads with me in all reverence to the Lord. Oh, he's so good to us. He's so good to us. God, I pray this morning that we would be encountered by your goodness and your kindness, that it would lead us into all repentance, God, that it would lead us into transformed lives, God. (laughs) Father, surround us daily with people that are happier than we are, that have that are more on fire than we are, God, that, that love you, Jesus, more than we love you. Surround us, God, every day, every week, Father. Let us encounter people and make us more excited to know you. I pray that for all of us. Every day, Father, let, let, us, just, let us be those people that people look at and they're a little concerned. I, I pray that we are those people, God, the ones that read their Bible and do what it says, that believe what it says about us, God. I pray that we are those people, God, that people are nervous about, that they write blog posts on, that are buzzfeeds about us, about the people that actually take the word of God seriously. I pray that's us, God. I pray. <laughs> I pray everybody's like that. But Lord, I pray that this family is known for being a little too radical. A little too excited about what would happen if your love fully impacted this world. Wow. Yeah, just put your hand on your heart right now. Just, Father, that, if, that's, if that's what you want, if, you, if this is a desire of your heart, whether you're there or not, whether you're on your uh, journey, Father, your grace, your grace, God, put us right between your grace and your glory. Thank you, God. Pray right now, Lord, that we would just be hungry worshipers, just sons and daughters, just just happy to be in your presence, just happy to do. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Don't stop praying. Just, just 
I'm going somewhere. I don't, this this may not be what I preach on, but it just came to me, and I and I've been I've been meditating on it this week. Hebrews four, three twelve says, "Take care, brethren, that there not be that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God." Everybody say boo, boo. <laughs> but encourage one another after uh, another <laughs> encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin you know you could even say that that none of you would be hardened by the the, the world by the things that happen the circumstances the, the the unhappy people around you the disgruntled people around you that are look at you weird if you smile too big Looking at you, Tommy. Big smiler, you. But then it says this. Oh, I love it. For we have become partakers. Everybody say partakers. partakers. We have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. You know what that means when it says hold fast to the assurance? When I hear that, I think of my, the confidence. Like, are you assured what are, we, what are we called to be assured of? If we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. Come on. You know what the word, that word partakers, actually, the, it's only the, the, the Greek word partakers, I'm not going to tell you what it means because it won't matter, but it, or the word itself, I can't pronounce it, but it, there's another, it's, it's used five other times. And one of the other times, which I love, it's when Jesus calls out to, I think it's Matthew on the boat, and he says, cast your nets over here. It might be Peter, actually. I think Peter was a fisherman. He's, cast your nets over here. And the disciples are like, like, okay, over here? Yeah, over here. Okay. And so they cast their nets. And remember, they hadn't caught fish at all that day. They were, they were just complete failures. Let's just laugh at that. And so, and so they hadn't caught nothing. And Jesus says, cast your nets over here. So they do that. And they get this huge catch of fish. And you know what he says? It says, they yell to the boat next to them, come and help us. And that word partakers is that same word for what they call that other boat. So they literally say, come partake with us and pull these fish in. Listen, that's what he's saying. For we have become partakers. We've become co-laborers, helpers, that, that we're not called to do this life alone. You're not supposed to be happy by yourself. You're not supposed to, to figure out how to give glory to God alone. You're not called to figure out the last two days of 2018's dreams without him. You're partakers. Ah. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. It's our assurance that he's, he's in us and we're in him. Wow. And then it says, while it is said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. And what he's saying is, don't, if you hear his voice, stop and listen. If you hear his voice, stop and listen. Oh, Father, let us be those people. I feel like I've always been that person that doesn't quite fit into all the churches. Um, I still like all the churches. I just, sometimes I, I feel like I look weird at them. Um, to them, at them, 
<laughs> How many of you guys want, are okay looking a little off every now and then? If it would, if, tell you what, if it means that you have life and life abundant, are you willing to look a little weird? It's required. Come on, you know it's true. You know it's true. When you look like everybody else, most of the time, I'm not saying every time, you don't actually feel like you're living abundant life. When you blend in with the rest of the unhappy world, like there's... But when you're willing to look a little different, when you're willing to actually read it and get it in you and believe it and buck the system that says, I don't know, all sorts of stuff. All right. <laughs> okay. Let me pray for real now. God, I just pray for today's message. I pray that your Holy Spirit would lead each person into a revelation that would change them forever. That would change them forever, God. Amen. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, sorry, I'm really wrecked right now. I am trying to hold it together. I do want you to know that. But I appreciate you guys letting me be me, letting me be me. I've been um, I've been thinking a lot about. <laughs> oh Lord, I've been. <laughs> Stop it! That doesn't help me. <laughs> ah, this one of worship. Um. I've been, I've been waking up lately with this phrase in my mouth, and I don't know exactly. I mean, I got it from a friend of mine back in um, uh, probably 2008. Um, and uh, <laughs> not, you're not helping, Anthony. Anyway, I, I would wait, my friend, I would wake up. I'll just say what I would do. So I wake up lately, and when I'm, when I'm not feeling exceptionally happy, and what I mean by happy, I mean like, excited about the day, okay? Um, I, when I'm not feeling that, I, I, I've been saying this over my, over my life, over the morning. I say, you know, I, Father, thank you that I have air in my lungs and that I have good things prepared for me today, good works. I have good works for me prepared, prepared for, from, from you before the beginning of time today for me to walk in. I have good works to walk in today, God. Today's a good day. And that's, and that's just, sometimes I say, God, it's the best day ever. But lately I've been saying that, right? So you guys have some things you, I love what Pastor Chris says sometimes. If you feel like you get up on the wrong side of the bed, get back in bed, roll over and get, on, get out the other side. Like, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? And so, you know, I hope you, guys, hope you have something that, that helps you transform your thinking in that moment. Because you have to, right? You, there's no point in getting up and being like, "Why well, is today good? Okay. It's like Eeyore in the Christopher Robin movie. Oh, it's such a good day. I don't know why it's good. <laughs> so when you wake up, you just, you got to do something. Otherwise, you're just going to get eaten alive, right? Amen. But it's, so I love strengthening myself with truth, right? It doesn't say with the, let the, let the weak say I'm weak. It says let the weak say I'm strong. Um, but I've been, I've been, so in that, in, in light of these works that God's put before us, I've been thinking a lot about legacy and like long-term thinking. I, I can't, I heard a message by John Bevere um, on eternity and it kind of messed me up. And I think he wrote a book about it too, but I heard the message and it just started this, this thought in me of eternity of like, what am I 
doing with my days? What am I building? What am I creating? What am I spending my energy on? You guys ever, you guys ever think that way? A few of you guys. Yeah, so, and so I, 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 I guess I'm just, I'm a very intentional person. Um, I'm not saying I always win with this, but I always come back to this place of intentionality, casting vision, wanting vision for my life and expectation. Very intentional. And so I, I've been thinking a lot about what are we building? When you have kids, um, you, you start to, you start to think about legacy. Legacy being what comes after I die, right? And so when you have kids, you start to think about like, what am I going to teach these kids? Cause eventually I'm not going to be here. And eventually, and, and I remember when I, we had our daughter Reagan and, um, I was really praying and hoping for a boy cause my last name needed to keep going. It didn't really need to, but I wanted it to. And there was no other kids in my family being born. And, and so, uh, and so I just, we needed the name of Skinner to keep going. I was the last Skinner. So it's kind of like the last Starfighter. You've ever seen that movie? No, it's nothing like that. But, and so our son August was born and I'm thinking, yes, legacy. But legacy is so much more than that, right? Legacy is really, it's about what am I doing right now that's going to matter when I'm gone? Or what am I doing right now that's going to last me longer than this generation? And I've been thinking about that, like, the Bible talks about building things out of straw that are going to perish, and, and, and what do you do? And I was, I was reading through uh, the, the, the Gospel of John this week, and I came across uh, John 6. Let's, let's start there. John 6. I'm going to read a, a handful of scriptures here, if you want to get there. See, well, I think this is what really made me this an important thing for today. I felt like God wanted me to, to reach on this because I, I feel like when you start a new year, you start dreaming, right? How many of you guys plan on having a New Year's resolution? Raise your hand. Raise it high. Come on, raise your hand. Where are all my people at? All right. How many of you guys have no plans to start a New Year resolution? Raise your hand. No plans at all. Hallelujah. You do you. I love it. Come on. <laughs> There's no wrong answer. All those people are like, I'm just going to keep succeeding. I don't know why I need to change anything. Like, all you people. <laughs> all right, so, but, <laughs> but I think about starting the new year off, and, and we get excited about building something, going to the gym, doing this, doing that. And I also think about, man, this world is full of, uh, when you think about Instagram and you think about Facebook and social media, there's a ton of pressure to be great. I don't know if you feel I know we all feel it in some form or another. If you've ever deleted Facebook or Instagram because you felt bad about your, your life, um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and then you brought it back again because you addicted, but <laughs> that's a different message. <laughs> Shoot yourself straight though. I mean, come on now, really. Um, so most of us are addicted to our phones. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drop that right there. Um, I'm not telling you what to do with it. I'm just saying what most of us are. Um, maybe if you're under the age of 30 or 40, I don't know, maybe. But so here's the deal. I'm, I'm constantly reminded of, of this, this push, this, this feeling that we need to build something significant, we need to do something significant. I mean, we, we, can't, we can't look on Instagram without figuring out we're parenting our children wrong or, or we're, uh, we're, not, uh, we're not successful enough. We don't have the right job. We don't have the right shoes. We don't have the right, I don't know. You fill in the blank. You guys feel me? It's, it's wild. This is why we need to look different, by the way. I hope you know. Like, because the world will lead us down the wrong path every single time. 
every single time. Like you, if you don't hold, hold on to the truth of what God is sharing with us, and it, by the way, his truth is relevant. If you ever think that the Bible is just not that relevant, that Instagram is more relevant, you're wrong. It's just you don't have the right filter. You don't have the right paradigm around what he's talking about. And so we're going to get into that. It's relevant. It's always going to be relevant. So I want to encourage you, if you've ever felt like, oh, I just don't know how to apply this, just keep trying. Keep reading it. Keep asking the Holy Spirit to reveal truth. And so I'm excited about kind of bringing in a thought of like, what are we actually building in our world here? What are we going after? What are we spending our time and energy on? All right. So John 6, that's a little precursor, a little setup. John 6, 20. John 6, 26. We'll start there. And really, well, I'll start in verse 27. It says, do not work for the food which perishes. Now, this is Jesus talking uh, to, a, to a group of people. It says, do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him, the Father, God has set his seal. Therefore, they said to him, what shall we do so that we may do the works, so we may work the works of God? This is a good question. So Jesus answers them and says, this is the work of God that you believe in him who he has sent. Isn't that interesting? Now, the people of that day, they're expecting the Savior. They're expecting like, you, you know, that he's, he's the Messiah or at least that he's someone, he's a teacher, a rabbi. And they're asking him, what do we have to do? You've, we've seen these miracles. In fact, at the beginning, at verse 26, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, because you ate the loaves and were filled. So they're coming to him because he clearly has answers. So then they ask him, what should we do to do the work, uh, the work that was required? And he says, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, what, what do you do for a sign so that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate man in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread out of heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who's given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. You see, they were all seeking people. They were saying, well, we, we followed Moses and we got the bread. And now they're looking to him to say, well, what, what should we do to be influencers in this world right now? What should we do to feel successful in all the stuff we're doing? And he says, listen, listen, Moses didn't give you the bread. And listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one to give you bread either. I, in fact, I want to point you to the Father. And they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. And then Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. And that the Father gives me, uh, and all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not of my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I lose nothing. By the way, if you ever wondered if God wants all to be saved, this is the will of the Father, that Jesus would lose nobody. 
but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. Now, I want to back up. I want to read a lot of that scripture because I think it's just good to, to, to read scripture in church and get good, good chunks of it in there. But back to verse 27. Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life. See, what are we working for that's going to perish? What, what are we spending our time and energy on? It's, this isn't complicated. I don't often do complicated messages because I think the gospel's simple. I think, man, if we just concentrate on the simple stuff, we'd get the difficult stuff. What are you building on? What are you, what are you, what are you spending your time? What are you spending your money on? What are you spending your energy on? And I'm not, I, I'm not actually looking to, you know, to, to like condemn anybody. I think it's Luke 6 that says, that says a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears, say it a little louder. Just interaction helps me out. A, bad, a good tree bears, and so it's not, you know, I love, I love Dan Moeller. I was someone to remind me about Dan Moeller coming to our church, the, you know, two and a half years ago. And some of you guys are still wrecked by that. You're here because of Dan. But he said this and it wrecked me. He says, you know, we often think like, I wish I was a good tree. I'd have good fruit. But instead, I, clearly I'm a bad tree because I just keep messing things up or sinning. And But what he said was so good is that, is that if you're saved, you're grafted into the good tree. And so you know, so right away our identity is that you're a good tree. So what do good trees bear? Good fruit. So you're going to bear good fruit. You're going to do good things. You're going to be a blessing. If you're in Christ and Christ is in you, you're going to bear good fruit. Amen? The more you believe that, the more that will be a reality. Okay? That'll just, that's free. Just keep believing that. So the point isn't to like examine our lives and be like, oh, what's not, what's not good? What, what's, what am I spending my time and energy on? What am I building right now? What am I starting 2019 off with? What am I waking up the day looking forward to? It's not, I, don't want, I don't want you to look at negative stuff. I want to cast a little vision for us. I want to like kind of pull us in. I want to encourage you to be upgraded in this area of, of legacy, of lasting fruit, okay? Because it's, it's incredibly, I say humbling. I don't know if that's the right word. It's I'll use humbling. It's humbling to think that I could use the time on earth that he's given me, the breath in my lungs, for things that he has not called me to do. It's kind of humbling. Um, and there's no condemnation. I don't feel any condemnation because he is the God of hope. And, and I'm a partaker with him. I'm a co-laborer. So I, I actually get excited when I start to think about, all right, God, what am I, what am I, what am I doing? What am, I, what am I spinning my wheels on right now? And so I, I, and so I, I actually get excited about stopping and thinking about what am I actually working towards. So let's go to, let's go to um, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, the great faith chapter. How many of you guys bring a Bible to church with you? It's all phones these days. No, you don't hear any pages. <laughs> all right, Hebrews 11. Um, Hebrews 11, we're starting in verse 8. 
we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a man that that invested in something that he never got to see that's ludicrous right can you imagine spending all your time and energy on something that you don't even get to see happen all right verse 8 by faith abraham when he was called obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance he went out not knowing where he was going think about that don't just gloss over the scriptures this is a man there's like you and me some of you are women i get it but he's a person <laughs> he's a person that 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 god spoke to and gave a promise that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars when he had no offspring okay he had promises we have promises guys hold fast to the promises that he's put in front of you listen i don't care what happens in 2018 or 19 did you realize that abraham didn't have a promise that he could fulfill in his own lifetime by faith abraham when he was called obeyed by going out to a place which he was receive an inheritance and he went out because he did what god told him to do and not knowing where he was going by faith everybody say by faith or by believing by believing do the work that he requires you just believe god by faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise <laughs> as in a foreign land did you know that we're we're called aliens of this world that we're not of this world catchy christian brand name i still i took me forever to figure out that logo i just what's natoa i don't never got that I seriously it took me years. I was slow as a Christian. Um took me a while to get going. But listen, we're literally called to be to be aliens of this world to cuz we're we're citizens of heaven. We're so this is awesome. He said it calls that that Abraham was an alien in a foreign land, a land of promises though. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise because God's given us this land as a promise, right? As in a foreign land dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. It's kind of like us hanging on here in this in this house that we're all fellow heirs of the promise. Come on, look around you. These are world changers. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Wow. By faith, by faith, say by faith. By faith even Sarah herself received ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life since she considered him faithful who had promised. I love it. Therefore there was born even of one man and and him as good as dead. <laughs> he was old. Even as dead as that as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number and innumerable as the sand by the seashore. I'm going to keep reading. all these died in faith they died they passed away without receiving the promises but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance by faith and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth they were a little different come on it's required for those who say such things make it clear every say it's clear it's clear that they are seeking a country of their own And indeed if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out they would have an opportunity to return 
but as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Come on. Ha! There's a, you feel kind of a deep reverence going on in the word there. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a depth there. He talks about the, the fathers and the heroes of the faith. But you know what? The heroes of the faith are right here. Did you guys know that you're heroes of the faith? You know, the Bible talks about some individuals, but those individuals have been praying for this room to recognize that they're heroes. That we live in the land of promise, aliens, that we're called to look a little, a little different. We're called to stand out a little bit more. When you start businesses, your businesses should look a little different. When you teach in schools, you should look a little different. You should maybe look a little happier. Maybe you should stay a little longer and help people. Maybe you're giving a little bit more. Maybe you're sacrificing a little bit more. See, why are you alive today? Why are you alive? Why did, why did God wake you up today and put air in your lungs? Did you think about that? For stars, it's because he really likes you. But he's got you whether you're alive or not, doesn't he? In fact, if you're not alive, he, he gets to have, you get, he, you get to have all of him. <laughs> Why are you alive? I think about these things, guys, and I think it's important to think about these things. I, I get sometimes nuanced in the day-to-day, -day, the declarations, the how do I live powerfully today, but every now and then I, want, I, I, like to, I like to zoom out because I need to, and I like to remind myself the bigger picture here. What am I doing? Why am I alive? Why do I even raise my kids? What's the point? Right? Not just so they don't die, because that would be sad. But, but I'm raising my kids because I've got a commission. I've got a commission in front of me. Mark 16, 15, he said to them, go to the entire world and preach my good news to all creation. Matthew 10, 7, and as you are going, preach and say the kingdom of heaven has come near. Romans 14, 7, it talks about this, this kingdom is actually not about eating and drinking and shopping at Nordstrom's and, 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 and going and getting smoothies. It's, it's actually about righteousness, peace, and joy. That's our commission, to go and preach about the righteousness of God and the righteousness of you if you accept him as your Lord and Savior. The, the, the glory of God and his presence and his goodness and his kindness and the joy. That's what we're called to do. Matthew 6, uh, Matthew 6, the Lord's Prayer. Give us today our daily bread. Lead us not to temptation. It says we, we're called to pray on earth as it is in. That's why you're alive. That's why we have 2019. That's why we're all still here. Do you recognize that? Do you realize why we're all still alive? Like Jesus hasn't come back yet. Did you notice that? 
Come on, he's not back yet. There's a reason, right? Think about that. He's not here yet. Did you, have you asked yourself the question, why not? Man, I, every now, I don't hear it very often anymore, but like I think there was a whole generation in the 80s that stopped actually like um, saving money because they were sure Jesus was coming back. They, they pulled out of government, they pulled out of schools, or they quit their job because they were sure Christ was returning soon. <laughs> the, problem, the, pro, the problem was he hadn't. <laughs> Listen, if he hasn't returned yet, the commission stands. You're alive. You're alive for a purpose. This is a radical message. I'm sorry if I'm overwhelming a few of us. But it's... Thanks, thanks, Jay. This actually gets you really happy because, gosh, I, I do not want to waste time. I just turned 40 and I know I'm like, I'm like a third of the way to the end, but like, but seriously, folks, <laughs> if he's, if he hasn't returned yet, it means there's time. You're not alive for you. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say this, Jay. You're not alive for you. Don't get me wrong, I, I think it's really good to be a Christian. It's like we gave up all the stuff that wasn't ours to keep anyway, and what did we get? We got abundant life on earth, not just everlasting life. So I get that it's a, I'm really thankful I'm alive, and I have the fullness of God in me and the, and the, and the possibility of extravagant joy every second of my day. I love that, but it's still not about me. And we can get caught up in trying to hold on to that feeling of happiness. But man, there's nothing. I tell you, the, the, the quickest way to lose that feeling of happiness is to focus on you and try to hold on to it all. When you focus on, on yourself all the time, and it, it, it takes your mind off of what you're really on earth to do. Now, now, Jesus told me, he says, is what's, they, they came and they, they actually have got, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Of all of the laws and the prophets, of the however many hundreds of laws there are that we're supposed to follow, what's the greatest? And Jesus says, the greatest is this, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as? Cool. Don't get too wrapped up in the as yourself part. Listen, I, I, I am a strong proponent of loving yourself because, man, when you don't love yourself, you make bad decisions. <laughs> you just do. <laughs> when you don't know how to, how to love yourself and to have boundaries, say no to things and say yes to things, like at that, you, you, you're going you're to encounter some troubles. But the emphasis is not on love yourself. The emphasis is love your neighbor. Because then he goes on to talk about who your neighbor is, doesn't he? He doesn't go on to talk about who yourself is. The gospel is all about who yourself is. So he covers that. He, you're, you're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of Jesus, so in the Son of God. Listen, we're called to build a foundation, a kingdom that 
that doesn't perish. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. The com- as we go into 2019, I, I want to I encourage us as a community. Like this is, this is how we're going to make a difference in this world. This is how we're going to do it. If you're wondering how, how does... Some, let, me, let me just be real. Sometimes I wonder, Lord, how is Presence Church going to change this region? I get excited about thinking about that. I get excited about the influence that this church is going to have, not just a, a person, but the body. I get excited about you guys sharing the kingdom with people and then finding out that you're part of that group that believes the Bible. Oh, you're one of them. I've heard about those people. They, they read the word and they believe it. It's not wrong to want to change and influence the world. But this is how we're going to do it. By getting our eyes on the kingdom of God. By looking at what are we putting our... our, You know, the most important thing that you have available to you is not your money. It's your time. It's your time. What are you going to spend your time on this year? What What are you going to set goals? What are you going to set New Year's resolutions for? Listen, I'm all about setting New Year's resolutions to get in the gym and to be healthy because I've got, I've got, you know, if you did the math, I'm looking for 120 years, okay? <laughs> I'm all about healthy eating and stuff and building my temple, okay? But I, I know I need to land this plane. Um, but <laughs> Bless our children. It's a, they're celebrating. Oh, they, it's, it's, oh, they're blowing, gotcha. They're blowing a party. They're having more fun than us. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Message received. Um. <laughs> I want to I end with this. I, I don't want to keep hitting this thing. I think you guys get it. And I, I, I honestly, like, I'm not here to convince you of anything. I'm not here to convince you to pray more so that you'll know what the will of God is. I'm not here to, to tell you to, to, to fast more, to pray in tongues more, to, to, to spend more time reading the word. I can't convince you of that. But I want to encourage you, get around people that are doing that stuff. Um, and, I, and I felt the Lord wanted to end in this. And I want to pray this over all of us in a second. Um, but I want to read it first. Psalms 2.7. It says, I will surely tell of the decrees of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son today, and I have begotten you. That's who you are. You're a daughter. You're a son. You're his. You're all his. And then it says this, and he says, so ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession." So I want, to, I want to challenge you guys to ask. Just ask. Start asking. What you ask for, I don't know. But ask him. 
ask him and, and, and ask him, God, what would you have me build that would last? What would you have me do that would make an impression in people that would fulfill your commission? What, what, what would you have me do, Father, that brings heaven to earth? <laughs> Don't wait for the speakers and the leaders that are on YouTube. Don't wait for those people to do it. Don't wait. Come on. Don't wait. You, you know what I'm talking about. The people what we, how we hold in a lot of esteem, and rightly so, right? These are great leaders. Don't wait for them to do it. Don't wait. Why don't you stand with me? Oh. Come on. Yeah. Everybody, let's just, I'll just make a couple declarations. I love declarations because when we say it and you hear your own voice say something, whether you believe it or not, it starts to, it starts to move things. You guys ready for this? Let's just say this. Father, Father. I'm excited for 2019. You haven't returned yet. There's still time. God, I thank you that you have good works for me. That you have legacy for me. That there's a land of promise prepared for me. Yeah. Just put your hand in your heart. Put the hand in someone next to you, actually. Just put your hand in your neighbor. Let's do this together. God, I just, just right now, just pray for that person as I, I pray for us too. Just start releasing faith in faith. Some of you guys are going to build things you're never going to see. And you need to be okay with that. Father, we thank you for for legacy being built all around us, for businesses being created. God, I thank you for wealth being built for a purpose for the kingdom, God. God, I thank you for souls being saved to bring in. I pray for the next Billy Grahams to be saved this week, next month. God, I thank you for, I thank you for churches being planted in Orange County, God, to preach the gospel. I honestly feel like there's a couple people in here that are called to plant a church in 2019. I just want to speak that out. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah. And God, I'm thankful that we are, that we are not the normal ones. Not according to this world, that we are normal according to heaven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can we just sing this hymn together? It says, I don't know if you know it, but I love it. And I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow No turning back. No turning back.
No turning back. It's just one more time. And I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Come on, just give him praise, God. Give him thanks. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Turn to the person next to you and just tell him you're going to change this world. Just do it right now. Just you're going to change this world. <laughs> you're going to change this world. <laughs> Can we get the prayer team up front? And we're going to just to pray for people. It is right. And we'll get the lights up and the sound on. Bless you guys. Have a tremendous week. Hope your New Year's is awesome and exciting. Love you guys. Happy New Year's. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church. 